and welcome to the Kevin and Krieger pro- podcast brought to you by DHS Press. All right, Wyatt, let's dive into it. The Elite Eight games, we had a great slate of games this past Saturday and Sunday. Wyatt, tell me about your favorites. Um, yes, UNC Kentucky was a great game, Kevin. I don't think anyone's arguing that, but the US Heavyweight matchup. Heavyweight matchup. Two college basketball powerhouses, as they call it. That's a game you love to watch. Yes. Um, but. Turn on on a nice Sunday, and it's going to be a game Saturday? Late, Sunday, late afternoon. It's going to be a, just going to be a game you're going to have to tune in for. But the South Carolina Florida game started about mid midday. Great game overall. Um, Florida was just. Controlling the game, and South Carolina came back in the second half with a great coach, great team effort. They play great defense. They have all tournament teams that's gotten really hot. I think Frank Martin has just shown himself that he's a real great college basketball coach, and uh, led by Sindarius Thornwell. He's a guy. He's he is an absolute player. guy. He's a fantastic player. I will say this about South Carolina: South Carolina is the Cinderella team. Everyone wants Frank Frank Martin to win. I mean, he has won. Everyone's hearts. I think he's he's won That's mine. So he's a guy. So he's a he's got a true like I made it story right. The JV coach, the former JV coach, right? High school basketball JV coach. Um, this team, it's a defensive team, right? I mean, they're I mean they wouldn't even make the NIT right if they if their defense was as good as their exactly. offense, right? That's, so that's true. And I think that really showed how great of a coach Frank Martin was and the way they guarded that Florida team. They had a lot of length outside. They had some quick guards. They played great defense, that Florida team, and they were really able to show that they can score as well. You talk about Sindarius Thornwell, the 6'5 senior. He's helped guide this team on their journey uh, to the Final Four. He always guards the best player on the other team. Uh, he's a huge defensive force, and he's been the all-around best player for South Carolina, who really, I mean, came out of nowhere. Wyatt, I will say, we got this one wrong. I had I had them losing first round of Marquette. And I had I had that same pick, too. It's a weird Final Four, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but the other game of this past weekend, the Saturday games were blowouts, but this other Sunday game that I think everyone's talking about is that North Carolina-Kentucky game. Mm-hmm. A lot of star power. And the way that game started, it was really weird. Okay. Okay. So we had a lot of turnovers, um, inconsistent refereeing. Um, I think uh, what De'Aaron a Fox. Finish. What, a, what finish. a finish, though. Yes, I'll get to that. But De'Aaron okay. Fox, All right. he was in foul trouble early. They had a lot of the guys on the bench. It was a game of runs. And then in those last five minutes, I think UNC called a timeout, down five with two minutes left, went on a big run. Big run. Take the lead, and they looked like they were in control. And Malik Monk. Hits two huge threes down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Just when they think they tied it and sent it to overtime, Luke May, the walk-on. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who I mean, thought? Luke May. I did see. It was mayhem. I mayhem. saw a video mayhem. of of Luke Mayhem. Okay. Well, I saw a video of of Luke uh, coming to class on his eight a.m. class at UNC, and uh, you know they said like, "Why is he going? He's the hero, right?" But I mean, after that, I would want to be seen by everyone, right? I would. I, He's the I hero. Mean, I don't know why you wouldn't show up to class just to get the applause by everyone. You're getting huge you know, applause. You know Dude got a standing ovation. School there. You know he wanted to be. He sure did. Let's talk about uh, the Final Four here. Let's go into the Gonzaga-South Carolina game. Um, now, Gonzaga, you know, they got a, they got some long guards on them. Uh, Gonzaga team that, yeah, they're making their, they're ma- they've made their first uh, Final Four now this year. Now, this team plays great defense. They got... 
Presmek Karnowski, uh, the seven-one big man, and he, you know what? He kind of dictates, you know, the the post down there, and is is huge in that offense. Um, they also play great defense, just as South Carolina does. So that should be a great one, a low-scoring one, as I've as I've said before. Yes, Kevin, and here's why I think Gonzaga has the edge over South Carolina. It's the three-point shooting. I think Gonzaga has the tools to guard all of South Carolina's best players. And I think Nigel Williams-Goss will take over this game. He'll guard Sendarius Thornwell. I think he'll limit him. And then I think, like you said, Karnowski's going to run things through the post. And I think Gonzaga's going to knock down a lot of threes like they have all mm-hmm. tournament. And part of their part of their success comes with their easy road, but they really are a good team. And I'd be shocked if I don't see them move on to the final. That should be a good matchup with Williams-Goss and Thornwell. You know, you talk about Thornwell always guarding the best player, and Goss doing the same. So two guards going to go at it. That should be a great matchup. Okay, next game, the primetime matchup, UNC versus Oregon. Talk about Oregon, a team that upset Kansas, a game I did not see coming, of course. I got that way wrong. But what they did Saturday night was they really made Kansas look like a below below, below 500 team, but... I think Frank Mason, he played his heart out, and it was his teammates that really let him down in that game. Josh Jackson, foul trouble, wasn't hitting any shots. Um, Their big men were just getting dominated. And Oregon, really, uh, their guard play has been fantastic. And you would think it would be Dylan Brooks, the star of that team. But no, it's been Tyler Dorsey. Dorsey. It's been Dorsey. He's hit big shots throughout the whole tournament. That's all he's done. He hit big ones versus Rhode Island. He hit the game sealer against Kansas. He's had 20 points in every game. They call him Mr. March. And then they do call him that. And then another another player for them is Jordan Bell. Almost had a triple-double with eight blocks. He had, he had the points. He had the rebounds. Eight blocks is a huge factor come tournament time. And I think he's really made his presence felt down low. Yeah, you touched a little bit about uh, Frank Mason, and you know his team did not really help him out there. Mason, you know he he you said he played his heart out, and he and he was the heart and soul of that team, and he just wasn't enough for um for Tyler Dorsey in Oregon. Let's move on now to North Carolina, and North Carolina talent wise, there's no team better than them. They're deep, they're big. They're the team to beat in this they tournament. They are. They are, and I would be I would also be surprised if they don't move on and beat Oregon. Their guard play has been lacking, and that's where I think Oregon has to exploit them. Joel Berry has been dealing with an ankle injury, and they're going to rely on their bigs down low, but that's what they've always done. And the thing that sticks out to me from North Carolina is that they've won a lot of games, like games against Arkansas, um, Kentucky in some parts, where they were not playing their best basketball, and they still found ways to win, and that shows like great teams. And I think Roy Williams has one of the most talented teams he's ever had at North Carolina. But their best player, I think, is Josh uh, Justin Jackson. He's the best scorer. He's their best shooter. But, again, like I'm saying, their heart and soul of that team is down low with Kennedy Meeks, um, Isaiah Hicks. They crash the glass. They get off in offensive boards. They, they, they move really well, and they catch a lot of passes. That And they can pass. One thing I noticed is that they can pass well to each other. And that's that's one thing that's going to be big in this game. If they can pass well to each other and then pass to other guards, I think they're going to be a tough team to beat. So will Oregon be able to slow down those bigs is the question. And if they do, then I think they have a chance with their guards. Um, yeah, and you know, you talk about the, the offense. These are two offensive teams. Yes. Um, 
UNC averaging 85 points a game. Um, but, I mean, I think they responded great after losing Marcus Page and uh, Bryce Johnson, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, after losing Mar- Marcus Page and Bryce Johnson. This team, you know, they've fought through. They've gotten some tough wins and, you know, some tough losses. But, um, you know, they've really not – they've they've – Found out how to win. And, and they're uh, battle-tested. They've been here before. Exactly. They've been in exactly. the tournament. They, they don't have that much youth in this lineup. But, yeah, like you said, if Tyler Dorsey keeps hitting big shots for Oregon and Dylan Brooks does his thing and Jordan Bell plays like a, like a freak like he did against This team Kansas, will have no problem. This team will have no problem. And I think that will be one of the best games of the tournament. Um, yeah, and then, I mean... You talk about Oregon's Oregon's guard play. They've been they've been great all year. I mean, they upset my team, Michigan, which everyone. I'm sorry. I'm I called it wrong. But uh, you know, Oregon Oregon proved to be the better team against you know Michigan and Kansas. But yeah, their guard play is is, is you know great. Um, I think they're a good all around team. Dorsey's gonna hit big shots. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's gonna be a good one. I do like UNC, but. UNC just the all around better team, more off, more uh, fast paced. I will but, say one thing, like you, you're talking about there, the fast pace. UNC is one of the great teams that you saw it with that last shot, getting the ball out. Mm-hmm. They're the, one of the best teams that other team scores ball on it, they get it out quick and they run. They did they get transition points. That was if, huge. It was huge. And if Oregon slows the game down and they play to their own pace, that's when UNC gets out of out of out out mm-hmm. of control. They exactly. get uncomfortable. And then that's when they start losing. That will be huge. Can Oregon slow down the pace of the game? That will be big for Oregon in attempting to beat the you know favorite in this tournament. Yeah. So if we go on to the national championship, I think we both got Gonzaga UNC. I'd sure. be surprised if both those teams don't. Move. That would leave us, and that would leave us with a uh, North Carolina versus Gonzaga championship is what I'm predicting. And really, this <coughs> game it would be a great one. I think it would go down in the history books. Two one seeds. Gonzaga's guards again. Oregon has, has the little advantage in guard play. Gonzaga also, and I think Gonzaga's guards are big enough to guard many divisions that North Carolina presents. And Gonzaga's big men, both Karnowski and their four, play really well. They can shoot, and I think that's that provides a problem for Kennedy Meeks and Isaiah Hicks. And I think if they they'll control the glass against them, and Gonzaga will be first time champs when. Mark Few, who what a coach he's been. He's, he won he's AP Coach great. of the Year yeah. this year, and he's he's just really he led that team to a Final Four. Mm-hmm. He's come up short so many times. And it's, I'm I'm happy to see that guy get one. Yeah. So in the national championship, I have UNC uh, over Gonzaga. I just think you know Joel Berry will cover from his ankle injury, um, and he play like and he play and he will play like he can. Uh, you know from from the regular season, he's going to be hitting threes again. And I just think he'll be a major factor uh, in UNC's win over Gonzaga. So you got UNC. I think Gonzaga's going to take it. Yes, sir. It's been up. We got a friendly bet on it. Five ten. We're putting ten dollars in the pot. It's going to be great. We'll shake on it right now. All right, in front of the camera. Um, but here's what I will say. It's been a quick three weeks of March Madness. We're getting into April now, and uh, it's been fun. It sure has. Thank you for listening. This is the Kevin and Krieger podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Anamenico, alongside Wyatt Krieger. Thank you. Brought to you for- by DHS Press.